What's up, everyone? It's the Episode Ninja Podcast, where the guys and I do a deep dive into our favorite TV shows. We chat about legendary episodes, iconic characters, and hilariously classic quotes. It's like the late night combo you have with your friends after too much beer and not enough tacos. So grab a cold one and get ready. It's the Episode Ninja Podcast. All right, guys. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What are your thoughts on this iconic TV show? I think you just said it. It's iconic. I think that shows on the fact that it was saved by another network. One of my favorite shows, for sure. No doubt. Have you guys uh, have, have you guys ever recalled a show being saved via Twitter? So do we think it was actually saved, or do we think this is a ratings conspiracy? Well, why would I'm, Fox cancel? I'm kind of a toss-up. Why would Fox cancel? Or like it was canceled, but they knew they were going to get renewed, but they they played it up. Or they knew they were going to get picked up by NBC. Well, from what I understand, NBC had always produced Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? They just distributed it through Fox. And I think Fox was like going through because they're in the middle of being sold as part of something. And they kind of consolidated and only wanted Fox produced shows. Like that's why The Mick got canceled. That's why Last Man Standing got canceled because they were all produced by others. And yeah, I mean, maybe they knew the whole time, but. Still, it was like it was because I mean, it did come out really quick, right? I mean, the news of it getting picked up. I mean, that was. I don't think there was like a whole campaign. Well, within days, I mean, the internet lost its shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, AP Bio was just canceled, and they're still the actors because I follow Patton Oswalt and Glenn Howard, and, and they're still trying to get it saved. And I don't, I don't know if it will, but mm, yeah, no, it's not. But there's so many it. networks. I wonder if it's just easier at this point in Hollywood just to remake something. Or to get a reunion, or something. I mean, it's there's just so many, uh, there's so much unoriginal stuff out there now. Yeah. That original shows like the Mick and AP Bio, which I didn't really get into either, but from what I understand, they're pretty well liked shows. It's almost like a cult following type of thing. And I think Brooklyn Nine Nine was sort of that way too, because from from my perspective, I I hated Andy Samberg, and I'm dead wrong on that. Obviously, I'm a fan now, but like, and going back and watching the movies, but. I don't know. I didn't want to like the show. I had so many people recommend it to me, and I just pushed it off. I pushed it off, and then one weekend, I finally decided just to go ahead and sit down and watch it because I had access to someone's Hulu account, and it's it by the fifth or sixth episode, I was absolutely hooked. It did not take long for me to get into it. It's an easy show to watch, you know, because it's just straight to the point. It's it's funny. Uh, it's not super serious. It means a little cheesy in some parts, but it's it's, it's a comfort show. Really good characters that you root for, that you like. Yeah, it started off really strong, too. Like, two similar shows like The Office and Parks and Rec. A pretty common wisdom is just skip season one because uh, they are not good. It takes them a while to figure out the characters. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about that. But that was like uh, like Arrested Development. It kind of reminds me of that, too, where, it's again, it's just one of those shows that you really have to enjoy it. You have to really like the characters because they're not the best people in the world, but you still root for them. Actually, they're pretty good in this show. So you guys you guys both got into the show just kind of randomly and started binge-watching it? Yep. Yeah, I think I started watching it pretty much immediately. Like, one of my all-time favorite movies is Hot Rod uh, with Andy Samberg, obviously. You got, me to, re- so you got I, I, me to sit down and watch that, and I've seen it probably... Probably six, seven times in the past, like, two years since since you convinced me to watch it. I absolutely love Hot Rod. I turned up Buddy onto it the other night. We watched it, and he just cackled laughing the whole time. It was just 
Such a good movie. Yeah, and Popstar, too. I think that came out after Brooklyn Nine-Nine started, but it's a shame that those guys, those guys, uh, the Lonely Islands movies do not perform well at the box office because I don't know that they're going to get a, a third chance. Well, they keep getting Netflix stuff now. Like, that's that's sort of their new medium. I watched the um, the Bash Brothers. They did sort of a, a visual rap album about Mark McGuire and uh, Jose Canseco. I mean, I laugh my ass off. It's it's got to be really niche, like because there aren't that many people that really care about that story. But I I was laughing the whole time. They're so damn creative, and there has been Lonely Island appear guys appearances in Brooklyn Nine Nine, right? Yeah, Akiva Schaefer directed one of the episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. But then didn't he? Wasn't he in one too? Didn't he work down at the Putt Putt place with in Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah, but the other guy well, hasn't been in it yet, right? No, he uh. Yorma Tacone, he was when they lived in Florida. He the arcade. He was like the the manager. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah not putt putt. Yeah, at the arcade. But I think they did have putt putt because that's where they ended up getting yeah. shot. But um, yeah, that's really that's interesting because the other guy doesn't really act though, so that, that kind of makes sense. But it's cool that he's able to incorporate his friends into the show. They had a really good dynamic in those couple episodes. I actually really liked when Brooklyn Nine Nine was down in Florida. I thought that was a nice turn. That's one thing I really like about the show is they're able to introduce different storylines, and it's very it feels very natural. Like Jake and Rosa going to prison, Jake and Holt going down to Florida, and they separate these characters, but it's really good because they focus on different storylines and they keep they keep it moving. It's also one of these shows where I can suspend reality and be totally fine with it. You know, because normally, even in a comedy, I would be like, there's no way that they would go to prison for that or that wouldn't happen. Actually, I always like, well, actually, a TV show. Um, but this is just a fun show that, like, I don't care. Like, you know, do whatever. That doesn't make sense, but it's... I think the fact that it's a comedy definitely plays into that. Like, I watched, uh, when I was uh, when I was living with my parents out of college, they watched, like, Blue Bloods and, like, Chicago Fire and Chicago PD. The and, worst. like, I watched those and I'm just like, how the hell... Does one fire department have so much goddamn action? One like, fire department in a city with like seven million people. Okay, right. Bro. Like it's it's and there's so much like I could not suspend and it's because it's not a comedy. Like for whatever reason, I I Jake is busting bank robbers and all this stuff, and it just happens in one little precinct in Brooklyn. I it, it, I'm fine with it. I, I agree. It's weird, but it, I think the comedy has a uh, definitely plays into that. The other thing too is like sometimes when they try to get serious, it feels weird. Do you guys remember the episode where there was like a hostage situation and um, uh, Diaz was, uh, I guess, the Calpine and they didn't know exactly what was going on and they weren't allowed to help and Jake wanted to go in and he was trying to sneak off and stuff like that. And Holt's like, no, Jake, you have to stay here and like be a leader. And that was supposed to be a serious moment, but I don't know. Like it just, it wasn't like, I feel that they can't move past being a comedy so why even bother try to take on a serious note like there was another episode recently where um i think it was the episode where melissa directed where it was like the um uh like kind of me too movement theme where there was some woman that was like pressured by her boss or something like that to get uh, a promotion or something you guys remember what i'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. Where I, she decides to do a lawsuit. It's now. like, I feel like they try to take on serious themes from time to time, and they're not funny because they're not supposed to be, but then they also don't feel dramatic or serious to me. 
Yeah, but I can appreciate when they try to go that route, and but it's not a, a permanent theme. Like, they can go from that episode to the Scully and Hitchcock throwback to the 1980s where they're big and buff and awesome cops. Like, So I, I agree with you, but I don't mind when they try to do that stuff because I, you can't – not everything is funny. Yes. I think that's sort Everything of, can be funny. Well, depending on where you're coming from, I guess, yeah. I, w- I really want to go to that wing place that um, wing sluts. Yes, wing sluts. <laughs> I hope they make t-shirts. I, look- I want a t-shirt that just says wing sluts on it. Check episode ninja. Um, I love how they kind of rounded those characters out, though, and, and no pun intended, in that they go to wing sluts so much to protect the waitress that they've been watching since the 1980s or whatever it was. I think that was the that was the case in that episode. But it, it does. It, it, I thought that was funny. I just think the writing in the show again, the the connecting of stories, the creating new storylines is just so good in this show. All the characters are great on the show. They just do a good job. Well, you guys don't like Gina. Okay, so let's let's get into let's it. Let's throw that let's out get, there. Let's let's let's, let's, let's start with the characters that we dislike slash hate. And then let's start talking. And you're gonna start with Gina. We're gonna. I'm gonna start with Gina. Wow. Okay. So. I. I would not say I hate Gina, but I strongly dislike Gina. That's hate in my so, mind. So I don't want to say that. I, I don't want to say that I hate Gina, but I hate what they did with her character. She, no doubt, her last episode. We're recording this while season seven is going on, right? Season six, season seven, but and Gina's gone, and her most recent episode was terrible. That episode was awful, no doubt about that. I just think that they tried to expand the character and they couldn't find a good fit for her and instead of just like dropping that storyline they just kept pushing it and it just didn't work you know like she would have been fine just being this how else do you get her off the show well you know look just be the smart ass receptionist you know and okay make a few dance references we don't need her dancing around the office bringing in her whole crew and stuff like that. We don't need it. We don't need all that. Okay. Well, she got danced out of the troupe. That's fine. Tell the story how That's she got tough. danced off. You know, but like we don't need like. But it was so much funnier to see. I laugh my ass off at that part. I love when Gina but gets danced like out her, of orgasm. her final, not like her, her last episode where she came back, but the final episode where she was doing I don't know some like weird ass dance routine with like a bunch of other like characters. It was stupid. It was stupid, and I think that that again, I agree that she got she got bad towards the end. But season like one through four, Gina is awesome. Right. So that's I guess that's my that's my gripe with the writers is that you took such a quality character and just put so much bullshit in her storyline that just didn't align with anything else. That's why I'm annoyed with her. But didn't the bullshit kind of line up with her leaving and the life that she then apparently led that we just learned about? I mean, she somehow has this insane following. She has the the, the G-Hive. But, okay, why... They say they set it up perfectly for her to go and do some cool... Wasn't, like, an app for, like, babies meeting up or something? Like, wasn't... Didn't she come up with, like, a legit app idea at their high school reunion? And then the... Yeah, but then the guy was not okay. a real Silicon well, Valley Okay, why couldn't you just end her storyline with, like, actually, Gina, that's a dope-ass idea. You should go pursue it. And she goes to pursue it, yeah. and she makes a cool app about, like, you know, it's the Tinder for babies. But no, instead, she's like sense. some, you know... Tinder <laughs> Tinder for babies just sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that... Did we just go for an awesome idea? We did. We're quitting this podcast. 
Um, but then they made her out to some, you know, whack job, you know, Tony Robbins type chick. Yeah, I think her character was a victim of what they call flanderization, which is a reference to Flanders on The Simpsons, where they took the like high diddly part of his character and just emphasized on that. Um, so I think she kind of fell victim to that, where like the whole emojis, like modern person social media part of her character weighed weighed out everything else the other character and this is kind of a similar situation where i hate them but i i appreciate what they bring to the show and that's the vulture like i appreciate what he brings to the show because he pulls up the other characters and i like them more in those episodes but i kind of hate the vulture I just can't get him douche. out of my mind as I just can't get him out of my mind as uh, dis- what's his Allstate? What's, it's like this. What's oh, it's uh, not destruction. It's uh, no. What is it? Oh, uh, oh it's God. me. Something. God, I, I don't oh. even know that guy's name to look it up. Now this He's this should everything. be a trivia question, Justin. Mayhem. Uh, mayhem. mayhem. I just always think of him as that, or from Thirty Rock. He's in he's in Thirty Rock too. But I do love the Vulture. I, I but you're you're not supposed to. But I I 100 agree. He and what and I'll say this for the first time. What I love about this show too is they don't overdo the guest appearances. Like they they have these characters like the Vulture, like the Pontiac Bandit, like like even like Jake's family they don't overdo it with them in episodes. They do just like one or two episodes a season or every couple seasons. And I think that is, plus all the guest actors fit in really well with the rest of the cast. Like, you know, even if you're on there for like two minutes, it's like, it just flows where you see other sitcoms and they bring in, Oh, I'm going to bring in this celebrity just for like a name, like big bang comes to mind, you know, where they bring in the, you know, these random celebrities and, uh, they just, they're just awkward and they don't fit in with the rest of the cast. Yeah, just crowbar them in there exactly. just to have a name for a commercial. Yeah, I think the casting on this show in general is just top notch. So, out of the uh, the main characters, who's your favorite? Um, Peralta. I mean, I, that's pretty obvious. That's like saying your favorite character in the office is Michael. But I mean, from episode one, they really play him out or they make him seem like he's sort of doofy. He may not be very good at his job, but by the end of the first episode, you know, he's, he's actually a really good cop. He's just, he's just kind of out there and he does his own thing and he, he doesn't like authority fights Holtz on the tie thing. I, I, I just think in his character growth through the whole thing too, with him and him and Amy's relationship, I'm not crazy about those episodes where they just focus on their relationship, which is most of the top five, but, um, I think they do a really good job of developing his character over the entire show. Yeah. I mean, I ha- I'll go with the cliche answer as well. And, you know, just say Peralta, um, you know, for the same reasons. I mean, they just do a good job of making him the, the lovable character. I mean, there's nothing really, you know, you can say about Jake that you don't like. I think I'm going to have to go with Captain Holt. Mm-hmm. Like Jake is a good character, but he's kind of uh, an easy character for lack of a better way to explain it he's not that unique as far as sitcom characters go whereas captain hold i feel like they took a very difficult what could have easily been terribly stereotyped black gay cop role and just nailed it like he's the straight guy the straight man i should <laughs> say but not not really and yeah 
I love Captain what's, Cold. What's the hardest part about being a gay black cop in NYPD? The discrimination. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, Halt is probably one of my favorite characters uh, on TV because he is so unique. And I was just thinking about it now when you said, like, the stereotypical, uh, you know, gay black uh, captain. Terry Crews would have fit that stereotype. If you if you think to about a different it, right? like just just you know just his mannerisms, the way he dresses with the suspenders and things like that, he's always working out. Um, if they made him the captain, he was you know he was the gay captain. Like that actually, you know, would have fit. But this direction is much better because Holt is amazing. That, that would yeah, have been interesting. I feel like I feel like Terry's character is sort of just Terry Crews like amplified a little bit whereas yeah it would have oh, really yes. taken yeah. him in a different direction if, if he had played Captain. my only gripe with holt is that his character i feel like doesn't develop that much i mean he pretty much stays on the same line i mean he he does not change and that I, that's not necessarily a bad thing but he has his moments where people start to be able to finally read him but in the beginning it was he was just so like I, I don't know. I just feel like his character didn't didn't change very much, and I don't I don't know if that's better or think, bad. I but. think that's the point of this character, is that he doesn't change, and you can't read him, and he doesn't have emotion. Well, I I think Jake has influenced him a little bit. Like he has he's still the very serious guy, but he likes hula hooping. I just and, thought of him eating the marshmallow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. And like he takes the Halloween heist super seriously now, and that's true. The, the rest true. of the the rest of the crews. I love his relationship with bit. Kevin too. I just and Cheddar in the mix as well. Just some common bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I also love. Uh, I know it's not a main character, but I need to mention Pimento. I was going to say secondary characters. Oh, I love Pimento too. My and I and I know Pimento people. is just uh, what's his name uh, in real life? Rafi. Uh, Jason Mansukis. I probably yes. butchered that, but it's something like that. Um, it's uh, he plays I the mean, same thing in everything. He plays the same thing in every single thing he does, but it's Crazy. it's amazing. Um, I loved his and Rosa's relationship. They were yeah. I wish that. I wish they would have kept him around. Uh, I mean, maybe not a main, main character, but a little more recurring than he is. So what about secondary characters? So he's probably more of like a tertiary character. What about like secondary? I don't know who would fall on that list. I'm just thinking of like not Jake and Holt. Yeah, even Hitchcock and Scully got promoted to main cast. They're on the oh, yeah. the intro now. They weren't for the first six years. Who's your guys' favorite female character? Because there are a lot of those. Amy Santiago. Because. Because it's Amy, and that's all I need to say. She's 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 beautiful. Well, I'm gonna say Rosa because she, it's Rosa. Relational skills. Rosa, Rosa, um, Rosa. Stationary. Oh, so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. And a great collection of pens, but Rosa's got a motorcycle. Yeah, I did. I follow her on Instagram. Did you know She's that her until character's she bisexuality was based on Stephanie Beatrice's own life experiences? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what his preferred pronoun is, but yeah. And she's married to a man, right? But not Gina. That's fair. That's fair. I just think that uh, Rose's character is so closed off. And I know that's the point of the character. 
but there's a there's talk about there's Holt. a wall up Holt is Holt, man. But there's just a wall up there that is hard for me to get past with. But you get to see it kind of chipped away at over time. I mean, she eventually. I mean, I like her more in real life because she's she's funny and you know her I like, voice is you know. so different. It's so bizarre. Yes, it's so bizarre to hear because like I feel like she's like faking it on like talk shows and stuff. But no, that's that's her real voice. It throws me off big I just, time. I, I just love I just love when she explains people's reaction when they hear her talk. And they're like, oh, my God, you sound so different. And she's like, yeah, it's called acting. Yeah, she nails it. She's pretty incredible at it. I may have made this up, uh, but I feel like I watched an interview where either uh, Rosa interviewed for the Santiago role or the other way around. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, they're not going to cast like two Latina uh, actresses in one show and then they made a character for yeah no that's exactly what it was no it it, that's exactly what it was it was they both were auditioning for amy and she found out that melissa Fumero got it she's like well that's awesome i'm glad they have a latina lead but there's no chance i'm getting a part now and then yeah essentially they created it just for her and they do have two latina leads i'm actually surprised that um they don't star in more roles just the cast in general yeah i've never seen either of them in anything else you know i i mean terry cruz is doing uh agt now which is amazing um and i'm a nick you know andy's andy's got a bunch of stuff but like who like i'm a nick cannon guy when it comes to agt i just want to get that out there no i haven't actually watched the terry cruz season but i'm sure he does an awesome job because he's just nor he's just terry cruz He's just your lovable. Well, wasn't Holt, like, and I'm not talking presently, but wasn't Holt on a semi-successful cop show before as, like, a he, very... He was, on, he was on Homicide Life on the Streets in the 90s. Which um, was a very serious show, right? Yeah, that was, like, on NBC, I think, and it was super, like, dark and violent for the time. Um, and I think uh, David Simon, the guy that did The Wire, also did uh, that show. That would make sense. Um this is like the first I was watching an interview with him and he's like, this is the first comedy I've ever done. And he's like, I absolutely love it. He's like being around these people. is just so much fun. And he was, he was again, it's just when he talks even normal, like he talks in real life, exactly like Holt. Like, I mean, he's exactly the same. So everything he says just comes off as humorous. I wonder why Gina stepped away. Cause she's doing, she's still doing a bunch of stand up recently. I think she's working with her husband. I think they're on a, I think they're doing his next movie. I think that was that was her thing is she wanted to step away with the family and to to do stand up and to, is it is he do, is he doing a is he doing a comedy? I think he does kind or of is a he hybrid, doing another right? horror because I I don't I don't I don't see her being in a horror. Film. I don't think like, she's gonna be in it. I think she's writing it with him or helping him produce it. Hmm. Did you guys know that Chelsea Peretti and Andy Samberg went to elementary school together? Just like in the show. Yeah. And, and and in fact, Chelsea had a crush on Andy growing up. I mean, who would? Wow. I certainly do. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> Let's talk episodes. What's your favorite? What do you got? Well, off the bat. Um, I'll just give you a, a, a category of episodes. Halloween episodes. Love them. All the Halloween heists. I just, I think Hall- Halloween 
the Halloween heist that Jake proposes to Amy. That's probably my favorite of all time. But um, go ahead. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's it's yeah. wrong? Why? Because you, Cause, cause you nobody, cause, Jake and Amy yeah, love? Yeah, I mean, well, who ended, Who even won that? Who cares? That's not that, see, that's surprise. right there is the issue. That's you do care who wins the Halloween heist. We were just talking about how Holt takes it seriously. Not not when not when Jake and Amy get engaged. I mean it was nice. Don't get me wrong. It was a surprise the first time I watched it. I didn't see it coming. I was I but it it's not one of my favorite episodes. It's especially not one of my favorite Halloween episodes. I think the first okay. Halloween episode is the best because you just because I remember watching that and I just had no idea what to expect and then it become because again, I I just binged it. So I got to see like two or three Halloween episodes and, and you get to see it become a thing. And I just, I don't know. I like the first one probably the best in terms of those. But I, again, I, I like, I like the Halloween episodes a lot. I like when shows do that. Like Roseanne used to do Halloween episodes. Um, Home Improvement used to do Halloween episodes. Like I like when, when shows do that. And did I read, and I don't, this probably not great for timing, but did I read that the, Next episode that we have coming up is going to be April Fools, or they're going to be doing like a Halloween episode in the summer. Yeah, that happened already. Oh. It was Cinco de Mayo. Oh crap! I didn't watch that. That was a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh crap! I'm up. I'm behind. Shit. So the other <laughs> episode that comes to mind is the episode where Jake stands up for Holt and punches that dude in the face. Okay. Yeah. That's a uh, that's a good episode. You learn a lot yeah, about Jake. I mean, Jake. just because like he's lo- yeah, loyal super guy. loyal guy stands up for Holt, shows that he has you know respect. I don't know if that was the first season or the beginning of the second season, but you know, like you said earlier, Jake kind of um, disrespected Holt in the beginning. He was rebellious, didn't want to wear a tie, wanted to do things his own way. He was the rogue cowboy cop, you know. And then uh, his respect and relationship with Holt grew, and that kind of solidified it with him punching that homophobic. Uh, author ex-cop in the face and it was awesome and it was a guy he idolized too that's the reason he became a cop was reading that guy's articles or books or whatever from the 70s cops and they were all terrible cops but yeah that's definitely a good episode but if we're if we're talking categories real quick can we jump to pontiac bandit definitely because there are a lot of those episodes and he is one of my favorite like recurring characters i love craig robinson i think he i love his relationship my favorite Pontiac Bandit episode is probably the cruise one, when they somehow get free tickets to a cruise. Jake doesn't even question it, but <laughs> it's just because the Pontiac Bandit sent it to him, and it ends up being that kind of reverse of roles where Jake is actually helping him, and I just really like their relationship. I think my answer is the same as Chris's. I love the Halloween episodes, um, and Halloween, the fifth one, I think is the best. Unoriginal, but I think Chris nailed it. What about Pontiac Bandit episodes? I like them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They're not my favorites, but I like them. My favorite episode overall is from the first season, and I was very surprised to find that it was ranked number 34 on episode Ninja. Um, it's the season one, episode seven, 48 hours. And it's the episode with Kid Cudi. 
Um, this is the one that probably like really like hooked me as like a fan because I just thought it was the entire premise was set in the office. Nobody left the office for 48 hours. Jake had screwed up, but in the end, he ends up pulling it out of his ass. And Kid Cudi, I think, does an actually phenomenal job acting in that episode. I just that's that's so that's probably my favorite episode. What's your favorite episode, Steve? I don't really have a favorite if I'm being honest. Like, um, I don't know. I love like 90% of the episodes of this show. Uh, I feel like they kind of are inconsistent in quality in that there are a couple duds, but uh, for the most part, I... Does anything come to mind as a dud then? Is there an episode, particular episode you didn't like? That's funny that you said you liked the Florida episodes because I thought those dragged on way too long. Like with Jake's frosted tips i love that (laughs) and the way they cut him off with uh boil getting frosted tips we haven't even talked about boil he didn't come up at all in the characters that's kind of surprising yeah i mean that's to be expected of boil though (laughs) that's true he wears a lot of khaki (laughs) so does amy though we talked about her khaki she wears pantsuits but they're gray they're gray khaki pants khaki's a color I saw this whole thing on Reddit talking about how people, or it was about, it was a clip from from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it was people complaining about how terrible Gina was to Amy, and how she's a bully, and how she represented all these terrible things. I'm just like, come on. I liked the relationship. I uh, I don't know if it was, it might have been the last episode of season six, but did you guys see Suicide Squad? Where they brought in, like, the Vulture, and... Uh, oh, Yeah. Uh, Wench. Wench. And then that one idiot captain who I can't think of his name. CJ. CJ. <laughs> that was this season? Yeah, you missed a lot of good episodes. Crap. That was an excellent yeah, episode. Damn. I am way behind. Yep. That was a that, I think that was this, I think that was the season finale. So uh, if you guys take a look at the uh, top five on episode Ninja with the box coming in at number five. Followed by Halloween, my favorite. Number four, Johnny and Dora at three. Jake and Amy at two. Agree, disagree with that list? What are your thoughts? Well, one thing that really struck me was how it's, I think three out of the five are Jake and Amy. Like, that, that they're the main focus of the episode, which I think is interesting. So, so your thought is, well, basically these reviews and ratings are pretty accurate because jake and amy episodes right yeah you read my mind are great because everyone loves jake and amy you read my mind um no i i do not agree with the top five i don't think the halloween episode is even the best of the halloween episodes as i've stated before um johnny and dora yeah they finally get together but you knew that was going to happen eventually anyways jake and amy uh, another example that I've mentioned in a couple previous podcasts of a show where everything goes wrong on the wedding day and they have to change the plans last second, which I think is just lazy. And charges and specs. Um, oh, this is the one where Jake has to go into the um, go into the mafia, gets fired from the MIPD. So that's actually a pretty good episode. I, I do like that episode. I like that storyline too. Jake with the with the slicked back hair, wearing the sweatsuits, and I liked him as a mobster. I don't agree with the top five, I guess, would be my final summation. I agree with the top five except for um, for one, Charges and Spocks, because it just, you know, nothing really stood out to me. And I was just going to say, I love Jake and Amy episodes, because they're great, because they are 
What's so boring about their episodes? You know, it's so predictable. You, you said it's you so said you said Jake. So you're fr- you don't want your favorite character to be happy? I do, but that's not part of them being cops. Shows about the Brook the Nine Nine Prince Precinct. I mean, I I appreciate that they. Mm, no, they I, s- hold on a second. I disagree. <laughs> I'm, the I'm show shocked. is about about the characters. It's not it's not a cop show, Dan. What? It's literally named after the precinct they work for. Do you, so you think that's what's important? Is the is the police work on the show? I think that's a main focus. Yeah, well, the relationship with within the the framework of the police work. Their relationship within, as characters together. Within the not the relationship outside of. Outside, of, I mean, again, I get it. It's not just about the cops, but that's what I like. The focus of my favorite up. Ep- that's the focus of my favorite episodes is them either cracking a case or cracking a suspect or whatever. I don't like the relationship focus episode, whether it's a Jake and Amy. Yeah, but every episode, but or, it's all about their relationships. <laughs> even even the one where they do crack a case, right? Like number five, where where they're cracking the, uh, they're interrogating that dentist. All right, uh, what's his name? Sterling K. Brown. Sure. Right. Even that, it's not really about like oh, great detective work. Uh, what? This is not it's about, about like it's about Jake cracking the case within no within it's the about time frame. it's about just his, like the forty eight hours it's about episode. the trust but it's about the trust between him and Captain Holt that's what the episode's about go rewatch right within the framework you, you of honest, the, you within the framework think, of of bro, the you nine honestly nine think that like not, Jake that like Jake is such a great detective yeah that he's like like no but for real Dan like do you well, think so like, now we're taking oh man seriously? he's he's he saw this photo and there wasn't the statue was missing wow Jake is so good. I wish he was a real cop. He'd solve all the murders in Chicago. So I guess we just should, uh, like, so then what's the point of, like, what are you talking about? We just said we don't take the show seriously like other shows. We literally just said that 20 minutes ago. I know, but you you were trying to say that this police work is But that's serious. what I like. It's fun. I enjoy it. I'm not saying it's like they're the, uh, I think he's a real cop and he's going to go out and solve all these actual crim- like crimes. I'm not saying that. I enjoy the episode where he, where episodes where he does versus the episodes where it's about their relationships. Okay. And you say that's wrong. Okay. I don't. Okay. I just think that the the series revolves around all the relationships. It doesn't revolve around the police work. That's my point. It, it revolves around the police precinct and the relationships within that context. <laughs> okay. Okay. You just take my words and then slightly twist it around <laughs> to make it seem like your point is correct. Go ahead. Let's move, uh, let's, all right, so let's move on. Third, let me third party you here. Uh, I wonder how I, this is going to go. Uh, I think you're both right, leaning towards Dan being more right. Um, yeah, shocked, aren't you, Dan? Um, like, I think kind of the point is the, like, Jake, as an example, is a goofball, but also an excellent detective. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I can, I can, I can live with that. Everybody. What do you think about the top five, Steve? It's your website. Uh, I think the only ones that belong there, in my opinion, are the box that's objectively one of the best episodes of the show, and Halloween. Um, Charges and specs season one. I don't know what that's doing there, and I think the wedding episode, like I've, and really like season finales in general, like it's a really good episode, and I feel like the reason it rises to the top of lists like this is that it's memorable and maybe not because it's one of the objectively best episodes um but it it stands out to people 
I agree. What um, instead of episodes, do you guys have any like cold opens that stand out? Because that's kind of a big part of of the show, or any like running jokes, like uh, title of your sex tape. I feel like that one kind of died I like, off. I like the cold open where uh, Jake slides across the entire precinct. Oh, the the full bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yep, full bullpen. I love the one where uh, Amy is late and they're <laughs> all guessing why she's late. And it's a long line. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what Holt guesses, and he's like, I bet there was trouble at the bank, and they're like, that's a stupid guess, and then he's right. Hot damn! That, uh, by the way, fun fact, that hot damn was improvised by Andre Brower? Bauer? I think it's Brower. Brower. That sounds right. Um, those are great. My my favorite cold open, I mentioned it before, is probably the marshmallow, um, but aside from that, I'd say the uh, when Jake makes the... Um, perps sing I want it that way oh yeah that, uh, that one just never fails to make me laugh I think they do a really good job with cold opens on that show I think that's yeah I'd, I'd say like 80% of them are for solid. sure I'd agree with that yeah yeah every once in a while one will fall flat and it's just like what were they thinking but for the most part they're amazing yeah I would agree what about running jokes anything come to mind I mean Scully and Hitchcock in their own right are kind of running jokes I mean just everything they do is they have one or two things an episode. And then there's Gina ripping on Amy all the time. Title of your sex tape, which I feel like they haven't done title of your sex tape in a while, unless I missed those in the like 17 episodes apparently missed. Yeah, I could kind of take or leave that one. And I feel like they sprinkle it in like the appropriate amount where it's, you know, once, you know, three or four times a season, maybe. That's their version of that's it. what she said. Yes. What about memorable quotes? Does anything stick out to you guys? I like. Uh, noise, what's the noise. two words that Jake accidentally puts together? Oh, Bing, Bing pot. pot. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that one comes to mind. Because they bring it back every once in a while. Yeah, too. definitely. Terry and his yogurt. I also like That's how kind of like one. Jake's cool, 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 cool has like spread to the other characters and like you know they'll just randomly say like cool cool i believe that was improv by andy sandberg as well that's something he like does in his regular like regular life i guess he does that like all the time i mean not to diss on andy sandberg but uh i don't know if you guys ever watched the show community but abed uh did that in that show a lot but it was kind of it was different in that abed was kind of this weird uh not like autistic character, but kind of maybe autistic character. He was, he was definitely on his way. Yeah. Uh, and it was more of like, I don't know, a coping mechanism type thing versus just a, a character idiosyncrasy. That's funny because I, I actually just pulled it up and it was, it's Andy Samberg would say, cool, 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 between takes just to make the cast laugh. And the writers then made a part of his joke as a catchphrase. Huh. So he just do it to, to, to mess around. That's funny. Oh, I'm sorry. Another cold open I just thought of was the Diane Weist, the the Weist <laughs> infection with Boyle. We've we have so really have not stupid. criminally not talked about Boyle enough. I I I love Boyle. I think him and Jake have such a great, great uh, relationship. Yeah, I think he's um, he kind of reminds me of Dwight because he's such a uh, odd, weird, nerdy character. That on paper, you're like, why would I ever like someone like that? But then you do. You love them. Yeah, that's kind of a, that's a good 
comparison actually like where dwight is super into like uh, farming and like weird Battlestar uh, Galactica. Like slaughtering of animals and beats bears Battlestar you know, Galactica. yeah and boyle's character is like a, a foodie but to a gross extent that's kind of the replacement for him and he's just got this obsessive personality that i mean he goes full boil in the first couple seasons where he just falls and he has a son nicolaj Nico. nicolaj i also love uh boils because isn't boils dad played by what's his face from like office space and barry and dodgeball king of the hill uh steven you know who i'm talking steven about right Root. yeah yeah i just love the whole boil storyline you know all, all his family oh yeah the cousins are great characters they'll wear khaki <laughs> yeah and i just love how they kind of mixed in gina with that whole family i mean him and those two hooking up and then her ending up with one of his cousins so she becomes a boil cousin and then she well, gets the mother yeah, but their then parents the cousin got, turned out to be ryan Philippi. well is, yeah I thought their parents got married too. So yes, she they is did. A Boyle now. They did. Yeah. So she's not only a boy, but she married into the Boyle family as well. And then she was just, I, and I just love how like when they when it does go to her wedding episode, all Boyle's like, to think this all started with us two bumping uglies, or he says something incredibly inappropriate, and he's tell me that's not part of your speech. I'll go change it. <laughs> so, what do you guys think of the show overall in terms of you know how you rate this? Is it one of your favorite comedies? What rating do you give it? It's pretty high up there for me. If I had to give it a number rating, it would be in like the nine point two range. Like it's it's Ooh, it's definitely it's def yeah big pot. Um, it's not perfect, but it's I well. Think it's let me pose this question to you, Steve. Is there a perfect ten? Like, is this like figure skating? Like, there's no such thing as a perfect ten. Because that's how I'm rating it. Like, I don't think there's a perfect ten show. Yeah, I mean, even like, let's say Breaking Bad or The Wire, I would give just for a baseline, like a 9.9 or something like that. Okay. Um, I mean, this is definitely one of my favorite comedies, no doubt. Um, I would probably put it around like the 8.5 range just because it has not been strong in the later seasons. I mean, again, I'm just basing this off season six mostly, and I've only apparently seen a handful of episodes from it, but... The Gina episode really just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I don't think they did her character justice, like I think Chris had mentioned earlier in the show. So that was kind of disappointing. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's one that I'd love to, to watch on Shuffle to, to throw on any episode at any time when it's on TV. Um, definitely definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a top ten for me in terms of comedy. Uh, but I'm only giving this an eight. Point seven for a lot of the same reasons you guys just mentioned. Um, I mean, I do think it's strong. I'm always going to watch every episode, and I do think it stays pretty consistent. But there are some weak points in some of the characters, like Gina, um, and there's some some stuff going on with Rosa that I kind of don't like. But uh, well, let's dive yeah, in. It's still pretty what strong. Don't you like about <laughs> Rosa? 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 This is, this is dangerous. Um, nothing against Rosa. Uh, stuff that they did with her character. Okay. So things like at the end of season five, the wedding episode of Jake and Amy, where she met that Uber driver, and then that Uber driver just kind of disappeared. Um, well, that was actually that was know. the actress was Gina Rodriguez, and she gave up her vacation to appear in the episode about Rosa's bisexuality and shot all the scenes in a single day. 
So I think that was sort of like a special appearance. I don't think that was going to be a an ongoing thing. I don't know Gina Rodriguez. I just know that's one of the facts I looked up. Yeah, I think they're getting real close to the point where they, like, I mean, I was happy that it got renewed because I think that was a little too soon, but I think it's going to be pushing it if it goes on for another four or five years. Like, I, I would not be sad if they end after the next season or two. I think that's fair. I think that's the case for a lot of shows, though. They just don't know when to say when, and hopefully these guys do. I agree. Yeah. Um, Gina Rodriguez like the... is most known for Jane the Virgin, um, Deepwater Horizon. She's in uh, Annihilation. Annihilation is, which is an excellent. Is movie. the next one? Yep. So, a little fun fact for you. Um, anything else we want to jump into trivia? I feel like we Let's do some trivia. I think we feel like we kind of covered everything. All right, Brooklyn Nine Nine trivia. Uh, so, this first question, you'll have to put things in order, and you have to get all of them correct to get the point. So, Ooh. of the following heist winners, list them in order. Oh. Gina, Nobody, Holt, Jake, and Amy. Of the following to... heist winners, put them in order. Gina... Nobody, Holt, Jake, Amy. And we have to order all of them? Mm -hmm. All right. Steve, you're up. I said Holt, Jake, Nobody, Amy, Gina. Incorrect. Incorrect. Dan? I said Jake, Holt, Amy, Gina, Nobody. That's correct. Boom! What? <laughs> and Chris. I said Jake, Holt, Gina, Nobody, Amy. Incorrect. I was, I was tricky on Gina and Amy. I, I went 50-50 on that one. Okay, next question. What is the name of Captain Holt's original car? Uh, Chris. Something, buddy. Incorrect. Dan. Gertie. Correct. Ah. I knew it was a woman's name. I said Cheddar. (laughs) I wish it it was Cheddar. I was either Berta Berta or Gertie. I couldn't decide. Okay, third question. How many years has Adrian Pimento been undercover? All right, Dan. I I put I have no idea. Incorrect. Didn't even guess a number. No. Chris. I had no idea. Twelve. That's correct. Steve. Four. Gotta rewatch so my Pimento episodes. Dan and Chris both have one right now. No, I have two. Or two. Ah. Uh, I have zero. Steve has zero. Where is Jake and Amy's first kiss? Uh, do you need the specific name or just the general? No. No, the place. Okay. Generic. Ooh, actually, it might be. Steve? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, well you got to write something uh, down. This may be too generic, but I said it was in a restaurant near the kitchen. That's correct. I put, yes! I put restaurant <laughs> as well. 
I put I put restaurant and... next to the kitchen. Oh, I'm sorry to correct you guys, but it was actually up at the check-in area when they were pretending to be engaged. They kissed up there. Oh, oh. pretend kiss versus real kiss. I believe, I believe, but it was still a restaurant regardless. So we all got plus one. I was just worried because they also kiss in the park. Yeah, yes, and I was like, ju- I was like, oh, following the guy. I almost said, uh, I almost said the uh, evidence room for whatever reason, but that's where they, that's where he proposed. I almost got that mixed up. Yeah, they also kissed there because uh, that's when they gave Bill Hader a heart attack. Right. Was that the first kiss? No, 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 no. no, no, no. That was yeah, later. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Which of the following celebrities has not appeared in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Interesting. Maya Rudolph, Seth Meyers, Damon Wayans, Pete Davidson, Zoe Deschanel, or Nick Kroll. Can you re- repeat the list? Which of the following celebs has not appeared in Brooklyn Nine Nine? Maya Rudolph, Seth Meyers, Damon Wayans, Pete Davidson, Zoe Deschanel, or Nick Kroll. Just out of curiosity, are there multiple correct answers? No. Only one of these people has not appeared. Interesting. Uh, Chris. Seth Myers. That's correct. <sighs> I put Seth Myers as well. I put Pete Davidson. When yeah, when was Pete Davidson? Because that was the one yeah. I was thinking. Uh actually I think he I think he was like a he was a kid, I believe, and he was wearing a hoodie and a black right. beanie. Um uh, man. Was he the one that was like he was like a informant or something? Yes. I don't remember Maya Rudolph being in there. So she that was, was like uh, a... down in Florida. She was their like uh, probation officer, or, or not probation, but she was oh, overseeing there. Yeah. And she was like oh, going to yeah. have sex with the underage kid. <laughs> I actually really liked her appearance. I thought she was great. Um, so I got, I got four. Chris got three, and Steve got one. Not my best. No, no, rough for you, Steve. You really came out of the last one on Veep, but. <laughs> Title of your sex this day. Is, <laughs> this is uh, Chris's best day, though. Oh, I had two horrible. So my total, I have ten total. Chris has five total. Steve has eight total. Ah. Retook the lead. Dan takes the lead. Retook the lead. All right. Any final thoughts on Brooklyn Nine Nine? If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's great. Yeah, I need to catch myself up. I'm really disappointed in myself. I thought I was prepared for this. You got some homework, son. No doubt. No doubt. That's it for this week's Episode Ninja Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review wherever you download your podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at the Episode Ninja if you want to hear us talk about any of your favorite shows. Or sign up for an account on episode.ninja and vote for your favorite episodes. See you next week.